0: Hey everyone, Katie and I are really excited about this episode. What we're going to be talking about is a tool that we've been using for our whole marriage and even since before our marriage. We're going to dig into how we use it on a day-to-day basis and also how we use it on a more macro basis scale when it comes to making big decisions
1: also reviews and ratings really help us show up on itunes and google play so if you guys could just hit the stars give us a five-star rating you don't even have to write anything out but that would just mean the world to us if you could give us a five-star rating
0: all right let's get going Hey, I'm Elisha Voteberg.
1: And I'm his wife, Katie.
0: Katie and I both grew up in big families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich.
1: Now that we're a family of our own with two young children and our third on the way, there's nothing that excites us more than seeing what God can do through the family unit.
0: We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go! And we're back to the Now That We're a Family podcast, Katie.
1: Hi, I am here, alive and well. It's pretty late. We're recording this one pretty late at night.
0: Yeah, we are. I'm a little bit tired.
1: Elisha's very tired.
0: Yeah, but you know what? I'm very full right now because Katie made an awesome dinner. I got well. I got home pretty late from work tonight, and you were working on dinner at the time, and I got the kiddos to bed. And it's funny because I was looking over your shoulder <sighs> when you were making yeah. dinner and I was not that excited about it.
1: He came in and his one comment was, where's the rice?
0: Oh, I was, that was <laughs> what my one comment was. I, I asked if it was supposed to go on pasta or something.
1: Yeah, you go, where's the pasta or the rice?
0: <laughs> I hope I didn't say it like that.
1: Well, usually you're so cool with dinner and like you're so chill with whatever I make. So I got really nervous at that point. But anyways, it worked out. It was really good. Well,
0: that's the whole reason I brought this all up is because I should know by now to never doubt Katie's cooking abilities or what the final product's going to be because it was phenomenal and it was an entirely new dish that that she made and I loved it. It was so full of flavor. And again, just based off of looking at it, when I was looking over her shoulder, I was not, I was not really excited, but again, it ended up being so good and I ate way too much, I think. And so I've got a full belly. I'm tired. I'm probably just going to fall asleep right in the middle of this episode.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't think so because we're talking about something that is really, really fun and exciting for us to talk about, I think, because it's such a big part of our lives. Mm. This is a filter that we run every single decision we make through. And you could say that about the Bible, for sure. But this is kind of a smaller, easier to kind of comprehend guide for us, I guess, to quickly run decisions through and see if it's something we're going to say yes or no to.
0: That's right. And we do it on a day-to-day basis with little decisions. And then we also, we definitely do it with big decisions as well. And this tool that we're going to be talking about, we call it the, the giant five, or we call it our giant five. And really the person that gets credit for this is Katie's daddy, Chad Johnson. In fact, he's on Instagram as the giant five guy.
1: Yes, it is who my dad is to a T. He's a business coach. He's a lifestyle coach, really lifestyle entrepreneur. Yep. And he is obsessed with his giant five. Yep. He created it really just that term, I think, and yes. the system. And he was obviously so passionate about it. I took it to heart and it became my giant five. And Elisha really took it to heart before we even got married.
0: That's right. Well, because it's funny. I first heard about uh, Chad's giant five or the giant five when I went to like this men's, this young men's boot camp that uh, Katie's dad does every once in a while. And I think I was 18 years old when I first went to it. And, uh, And he talked about his giant five there. And I remember being so inspired by it and here here i am 10 years later literally and it truly is uh just an instrumental part of our decision making and it's just kind of how we now see our life and so we're going to break down what the giant five is for you all um i mean you could probably start to guess that it's gonna be you know pertaining to five different areas of life uh and then and i think that what's cool about this is that the giant five is very customizable it's going to be unique to each person. And I think that Katie and I's giant five has always been pretty aligned for most of our lives. And mm-hmm. I know that it certainly is now, um, a, a couple of years into marriage. And so we're going to speak to our giant five. Uh, but I know that there are people that have, that are going to have a different giant five than our giant five. And so without further ado, Katie, do you want to, do you want to tell them what our giant five is?
1: well yeah i'll start with the first one okay and that is our relationship with jesus christ yes our lord
0: yes our faith and that being just the pillar of what we consider when we're making decisions is this something that's honoring to the lord is this contrary to what his word says is it sinful is it uplifting is it edifying all those things the things that are a part of your personal walk with your lord and savior you want to consider those when at least we want to consider those things since that's number one for us when making a decision. Uh, So that's the number one of the giant five. Number two is our marriage. Mm -hmm. And so when we're going to be making a decision, we're going to be thinking about how this decision affects our marriage. So our walk with the Lord is the reason that's number one is because I was, whether I'm married to Katie or not, whether Katie passes away or I pass away or before we are married to each other, our walk with the Lord is, is now and forever. And Mm -hmm. so that just takes the, it's the trump card over marriage. But that said, marriage is extremely important to us. And so therefore we're going to have that be a number two, and we're going to make decisions based off of how healthy or maybe unhealthy, you know, it would be for our marriage. And then number three is what Katie?
1: That's our children. And so I, I don't know. I feel like we were even making decisions like this before we had kids sure we had that little slot it was kind of empty but we are making decisions with them in mind definitely and i think that really helped set us up
0: yeah i think you're totally right so number three is our children and then number four is our physical health uh but i think that could go into our mental health too but we just we just yes. have it number four being our health and um so i mean we could talk more about that and why that's important to us uh, because I know a lot of people would put health maybe up above, you know, their children or, or their spouse, but I just see my, my marriage being, I would lay my life down for my children. I would lay my life down for my wife and I would lay my wife, my life down oh, for, no, no. My wife. yeah. And I'd lay my wife down for my faith. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'd lay my, I'd lay my life down for my faith as well. So therefore my physical health is it's behind all of those. Things. Um, and then our fifth and final one is what Katie?
1: Well, using our God given abilities to create value in the marketplace or in people's lives. And this can really be ministry. It can be occupation. Yes. It could be hobbies. Yep. It could be just your God given skills and abilities and how you use those on a day in and day out basis. That's
0: right. And, and so, and that's going to be how you interact, I think with your local community, your local body, that's going to be how you do ministry on a, you know, on a, on a, big scale or on a small scale. And then it's going to be hopefully how you add value in the marketplace. And so which you can have an occupation and provide a, a living, you know, or get a monetary return on that. And so that's what we've decided our giant five are. Katie and I, and so our walk with the Lord, our marriage, our children, our health, and then using our God-given abilities to bless others and to create value in the marketplace whereby we can, we can earn a living. So since we've established this, our giant five, what were you going to say?
1: Well, I'm just going to get really nitty gritty here sure. and maybe give a practical outline okay. of how I plan my days around the giant five. Yeah. Let's Does that work? that's great. So this is on a day in and day out basis. Um, not like a life stink. A lifespan basis, I guess. So first, I love to get up and have that time in the Word. Elisha and I both like to. Right now, we're memorizing scripture. Maybe it's just praying. I know some women, their kids get up right away in the morning. So, you know, the time that they can fit it in is at night. Mm. And so it's going to be different for different people. But just putting a chunk of your quality time, your alone time, with the Lord, I think is just so, so important. I know it is for me. Yes. It's, it's so vastly important for me. So that's first, and then I kind of time block my day with Elisha being next priority. He doesn't leave till eleven o'clock. And so at that point I'm focused on, you know, trying to keep the house cleaner because he's hanging around <laughs> here and doing stuff. Trying to keep the kids more quiet and entertained. Making him lunch, putting thought into meals, Hmm. just taking that thought at the beginning of the day to think throughout the day and think, how am I going to be prioritizing Elisha's needs throughout this day? And obviously, I'm so not perfect at this, but this is the ideal and what I'm aiming to do. I think
0: you're pretty ideal and you're you're pretty perfect, I think.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Oh, you're sweet. And you totally threw me off my points there (laughs) no but and then similarly I mean this can run into physical intimacy too maybe it's at the end of the day but maybe I'm taking a nap at the beginning of the in the middle of the day so I'm not as tired at night Mm. or you know it just goes into what am I prioritizing after my relationship with the Lord Elisha's next Mm. and then with our kiddos after Elisha leaves for work I really like to just dive into hanging out with the kiddos. Yeah. Know, we read books, we go on walks. I put effort into taking care of them. And it's so easy, so easy because kids are needy and they can be demanding. Yeah,
0: they make it very clear as to what they want. Yes, yeah, they how you do. Can help them.
1: And they have less, um, you know, they pick up less on social cues. So Elisha is as the adult is going to take the back seat sometimes if the kids are being needy or demanding. And I just don't want that to be the story of our marriage. Hmm. Cause I just see marriages fall apart when kids are prioritized over the marriage. Hmm. And obviously, yeah, there's times where it's like, okay, we just need to get the kids to bed. Like,
0: yeah, you know, yes,
1: we can talk later. Yeah. You know, it's That's not right. like, it's not like that. We're obviously adults and we can put our needs on the back burner, but I just think, again so important that our kids realize the best thing we can give our kids is a stable marriage
0: mm-hmm. i know that's the most thing that's what i'm i should say that's what i'm most grateful for in my parents uh i guess example to me it's yeah they taught me god's word which is awesome and they exemplified um a really you know uh, i guess uh gospel filled life but now them being you know going on what is it 35 years of marriage or no longer i guess they're getting closer to 40 years of marriage um, and just loving each other more and more and being more and more romantic. That is such a blessing to me. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, uh, I've seen couples sacrifice their marriage early on. And a lot of times they don't pay the, the price until, until later on, you know, so they sacrifice yeah. early on and they say, well, we can work on this later when the kids are grown, but then all of a sudden the kids are grown and their marriage is not what they thought it was going to be. And even if your children are 25 years old and your marriage fails, that's devastating for your children. And that really, mm-hmm. I think, rocks their faith and rocks who they are.
1: For sure. It definitely affects them. I know it would affect me. Mm-hmm. That's not something I even like want to consider. Um, and then after that, health, like practical ways that health plays out in my life, I guess, is I try to work out. We put our money where our mouth is. And the fact that we spend quite a bit of money on supplements. Mm-hmm. And we just recently started spending more money on food, which has been a good change. But I think this is so important for, I mean, it's a way that you love your husband. It's a way you love your kids. It's a way that you're there for your family. And it's a way that you're there for yourself. If you're, you know, I guess working out and maintaining a healthy mind and body affects every area of our life. Mm -hmm. So I just think this is so important. And then lastly using my God-given abilities is something I love to do. Hmm. It's, this is the icing on the cake for me. And this is projects when the kids are sleeping. This is working on this podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, after the kiddos go to bed. But I do think it's so important that I'm not staying up on a regular basis till two or three in the morning or doing things that are detrimental to my health. In pursuit of these God given abilities, I mm-hmm. guess. Yep. I'm really passionate, I'm really obsessive, and I see people just work themselves into the ground because they prioritize mm-hmm. their work or their God given abilities above these other things. Mm-hmm. And that's something I just wanna be so careful of.
0: Yes. Uh, And I think you do such a great job of that because you inspire me with how much energy you put in to your God given abilities and creating content and adding value uh, in the marketplace or in ministry ways. Um, But yet what's the the most inspiring thing about it is that it's never you're never compromising those other things in your life you know, I never feel like you're compromising your faith or I never feel like it's detrimental to our marriage or I never feel like you're forsaking the kids and neglecting the children or your physical health. And of course, there are times where we have maybe some checks and balances.
1: Yeah. I would say there's definitely times we get out of whack yeah, for sure. That's right.
0: And that's why we come back to this tool when we feel like something's mm-hmm. discombobulated and we're not, I guess, living this life the way we want to be living it. We come back to this giant five and more times than not when we feel like something's off, it's because something's out of priority in our giant five. Yes. And we say, Man, we have not been seeking the Lord first uh with our business endeavors. We've put business before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Or we've been prioritizing our children over our marriage. Or we've been prioritizing our health over whatever, you know what I mean? Or, or
1: we've been prioritizing our marriage over our relationship with the Lord. Yes, yes. It that's easy to happen so- too. So out of exactly. Bad. So quick.
0: Yep. And so Katie was, you know, breaking down how she really applies this in a practical way on a day to day basis. And I love practicality, too. I'm not going to dig into the practical ways that I use the giant five. I'm going to talk a little bit more big picture um, and, and really how I use the giant five to make big decisions, meaning, you know, occupational uh, decisions or career decisions or where we're going to live or maybe trips that we're going to go on or how we're going to spend our money and where we're going to fellowship, you know, with the local uh, church. And, um, I love having the giant five because you know, for a fact, I know for a fact that you are going to be hearing so many outside voices when it comes decision-making time and decisions are going to come in your life where you need to make a a job, a decision based a a decision for a job. You're going to need to make a decision on where to, you know, locate your family, whether it's for a career or for family or for your faith. And so when you accept the fact that these decisions are inevitable, I think it's so important to have this filter in place so that when you have those moments of, of, I guess, decision-making, you say, okay, wait a second, my giant five, how does this decision affect my walk with the Lord? If this is a, say a job opportunity, is it going to really help me flourish in my walk or is it going to be? you know, damaging to my faith.
1: Maybe it's like the people you're hanging around. Yes.
0: A hundred percent. Um, or how am I going to spend my money? Is this honoring to the Lord? Is it beneficial to my family? And I think a big one for me is just the different, um, I guess aspirations I have on my heart. I, I, I love dreaming and I'm, I'm somewhat of a dreamer and I've, I mean, we we can talk about this more in depth in a later time, but I've pursued professional basketball you know, early on in our marriage yes, and Katie was a hundred percent supportive of me because she wanted me to pursue it. And it wasn't here in the U S it was, it was going to be in England. Um, but really when I was able to break down what my giant five was and what the priorities were, sure, that was a, a dream of my heart and desire of my heart, but it did not line up with my giant five ultimately in the big picture of life. And, um, and so I think that's really important for me because there are going to be fleeting, opportunities that seem so right for that moment and it just like it feels like it would kill you to pass up on that opportunity but when you're able to step back and maybe have that 30,000 foot view and know what your giant five are and where you want to be you know 30 years down the road with your relationship in the Lord vibrant your marriage fun and romantic and, and intact and your children walking with the Lord you know there's no greater joy than the than, that your children walk in truth and then to be in good f- physical health. And then hopefully at that point in your life, be using your God-given abilities to bless others and add value in the marketplace. Um, it's If you are able to make big decisions with that type of objectivity, I feel like you can have a lot more confidence. And, and again, we haven't lived this imperfection. I think we have made mistakes on starting various projects just based off of the excitement of the moment and not really running it through this filter. Or I've even quit jobs, I think, prematurely Because that's the thing, too, is that, you know, with that fifth one, using your God-given abilities, I think everybody wants to find or every man, at least I know, wants to find a job where they're, and women, too, they they want to find a job where they're using their gifts, and they're appreciated for their talents, and they really feel valued in whatever they're doing. But that said, I don't want that so much so that I'll let my family go hungry while I'm trying to find that dream job. Mm. I will still work a job that I don't enjoy. For the sake of providing for my family because they're higher up the food chain or I'm not going to forsake my health for pursuing some dream that I feel like is really utilizing and showcasing my talents and abilities uh, because again, my health is more important to me than using my, my God given abilities. And so it, it plays itself out in different ways, but I think you guys get the point of what I'm trying to make.
1: And I think too, it can be different for seasons. Hmm. You know, sometimes we can put in a ton of effort in something for a season. And maybe that is a job because, you know, you need to provide in a certain way. And I know people make sacrifices that way, or, you know, maybe like the postpartum season. I know we use that one a lot, you guys, but it's so real. Yeah. <laughs> and where you are prioritizing a baby so much more than you typically would. sure. You know, and so I think it's important to keep this, like, like she was saying, big perspective and hmm. big picture. But there's going to be times where it might feel a little out of balance. Yeah. But you're doing it for each other and you're still doing it for this sure. hierarchy, I yes. guess. No, you're but I might right. be getting up every three hours to feed the baby. And not in the word at my usual times. Yes. Yes. So there are times of flux.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And there can be seasons of financial crisis where, you know, I mean, we might find ourselves in that at some point in our life where I'm working, you know, 18 hours a day and hardly seeing you and the kids. But that is just going to maybe be a necessity for a small season of life.
1: And I think too, though, that is providing for me and the kids. Right. So ultimately it is prioritizing. Yes.
0: Yes. You're right. It's maybe just not in the physical way or it's not my physical presence. No, you're totally right. That still does line up.
1: And so I think it is important to take a look at okay, what's the deal? Like, do you just pick five random things and put them on a list? Is this list arbitrary? Why do you run every single decision through it? Hmm. And I think it's because ultimately it's biblically based. And I just think these are just a few verses that come to mind. Obviously, you want to do your own research. Like like we said, we want to go to God's word first for everything. Mm -hmm. And this is no different. If we're Mm -hmm. going to be running our decisions through a filter. We don't want it to be through culture, what culture says, or what hmm. society says, or what's politically correct, or, you know, fa- friends or family we're trying to make happy. Mm-hmm. And so I just think of this verse, Proverbs 9, 10, and it says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Mm. And I don't know you know the full context of this i'm not reading the full context i guess i do know know the context but just those first fruits of it's our best hmm. it's the time when we're awake and alert and have energy it's not you know falling asleep or praying yes. randomly or once a week on sundays yes and i think this verse is awesome too proverbs eight seventeen: those that seek me early shall find me hmm. and i think of that Early in life. Mm-hmm. It, it's a blessing, you know, early in the day, early in a problem. Yes. yes. It can be so easy to Elijah and I'll talk stuff out and beat our heads around a rock. <laughs> I don't know, go around Sometimes, a bush, yeah. beat our heads on a rock. Yeah. And um pray is a last resort.
0: Yeah, which is not a good idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <No>. yes. <laughs> um and then this this verse is like my favorite. Colossians one eighteen, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence.
0: That's right. Yeah, and well, you know, we, we talk about Jesus Christ being number one, or our walk with the Lord being number one of our giant five. But really, like that verse really declares it, our walk with the Lord permeates throughout all the, the everything that follows after that. Number two, yes. three, four, and five. And, uh, he had, he re- Christ really should have preeminence in our marriage. And I want him to have preeminence in the way that we train our children mm-hmm. and the way we exemplify, you know, a redemption filled life to our children. And, uh, and s- similarly, that's why we're pursuing health. It's not because we're making idols of our bodies, but because these are his bodies and we want to be able to use it to his glory. Yes. And similarly with whatever we're doing with our gifts and abilities, Christ is preeminent in all of those things.
1: Yes. He's not. In a category. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then when it comes down to me and, you know, having Elisha and our marriage be the second most important priority in our life, I think of this verse, Genesis 2.18. And the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. And I just think I was created here since I am married. It's very clear. That I am supposed to be a helpmate because I do have a husband. And so I'm supposed to be a helper to him. And that means putting his needs at a very high priority and being able to help him with those things. And sometimes, I guess, in marriages, I think Elisha's has felt this way before. You've told me, I feel alone in this. Hmm and in different projects or in different things he's pursuing and maybe i'm just not on board all the way or maybe i haven't been able to put energy into it um but i don't want him to feel alone in anything he's Hmm. pursuing
0: Hmm. yeah no you i mean i could i don't i can't remember those times that i've said that because you've always made me feel so supported and uh, i guess you've always been such an encouragement to everything and a teammate to everything that i'm doing i always appreciate that
1: well, glad big picture it's going well, but yes, I think you're right. a little tired. <laughs> and then I love this verse when it comes to raising children and being a mom. And I think these verses reflect the decision of why I stay home with mm-hmm. our kids and why I'm not out in the workplace. And that's not to say that women shouldn't be in the workforce or should, but I do think it's so important to go look at what is the bible saying about where we should be and really working towards that because there's such a blessing when we are able to fully live out what god calls us to Hmm. really amen and i love this verse it's psalm 113 9 and this whole psalm is just talking about all the mighty works that the lord has done Hmm. and just praise the lord praise the lord it says he makes the barren woman you guys hear leon there He is definitely awake and sitting on the stairs
0: he's supposed to be in bed
1: he's supposed to be in bed but he's getting off the hook because we're talking to you anyways he makes the barren woman to keep house and be a joyful mother of children praise ye the lord and i love how this verse isn't saying this as a burden or as a demand or as a mandate it's saying isn't this awesome that this is something the lord can do he can bless a woman with children and he can allow her to take care of them. And so I just really see that as a high calling and an honor. And do I love to work? Do I love to create value and provide income for our family in the cracks and live out my God-given abilities in other ways aside from taking care of our kids? Yes. I love that kind of stuff, but I just want to make sure that I'm not prioritizing that above our family.
0: Yeah. That is so cool. That's so fun for me to hear Katie, because I do feel like sometimes women feel like they need to make one decision or the other. They Mm -hmm. pursue the desires of their heart to really feel like they're adding value in a public way, whether that's in the workforce or in ministry, um, or just out maybe in public. And they feel like it's one or the other being here in the home, you know, private of my home, doing this laborious work that sometimes feels like you're not getting thanks for you're not receiving grateful hearts from your children uh, but you know it's valuable so it's you know you have to choose but you've really I feel like prioritized you've seen the joy in in raising up your children and serving them and in you know raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord but then you haven't forsaken the fact that you can still carry out these God-given abilities but you keep them in the in the priority that you feel like God has them in which is you no know, children are more of a blessing Than you working out in in the workplace right now, like just raising up your own children is just a it's a better opportunity for right now for you.
1: And not to say that there aren't we aren't saying that there aren't times that that happens or, you know, that that's a good thing that you need to do that for your family. You know, maybe you are a single mom or maybe your husband's in a state of getting to through school or to a new place. You know, there's so many reasons why I could have to work outside the home, Mm -hmm. but I just think. If I do have the ability to stay home and I can give that nine to five, those just big, that big chunk of my day to my family versus to someone else, Hmm. I just think it's a blessing. Yes. And I just want to be able to fully live out that blessing.
0: I know it's a blessing. I know for a fact it's a blessing to me and to our children. And I know that I just am so confident you will not regret it. I think the payoff from that investment, like what you talked about, that chunk of the day, you know, from nine to five, you know, or really what is it eight to eight to seven, you know, they're up at eight and they're in bed Mm -hmm. at seven, that huge chunk of the day, which so many people spend, you know, giving their time to somebody else or to other people, which is fine too. I mean, that's what I do. You know, I'm, I'm giving my time to the workforce in that chunk of time. I'm doing it for my family, but really the workforce is getting my time there. Um, but you give it to your kids and you give it to me and I'm so grateful for that. And, and I'm just, well, yeah, I'm almost kind of emotional actually thinking about that <laughs> as we play this out and and talk it out in a practical way. Um, the last thing I'm going to say regarding this is just how we use the giant five, I think to make our decisions based off of community and, uh, ministry, local ministry. I know that I've definitely been pressured in my life to, or, or I shouldn't say pressured. I think I've been made to feel guilty about prioritizing my, my marriage maybe over the local body or over ministry, or maybe prioritizing my children over the local body and the local ministry. Um, and, and the reason that I think we've made this decision that to have our fifth, you know, giant five be using our God given abilities within the local body is because I think that the best way to be a blessing to the local body is to have your personal walk with the Lord thriving. And it 's to have a vibrant marriage and it 's to have your children living in in submission and and having their hearts so that they 're they 're growing in the nurture of the Lord, and then having your physical health and I just truly really think that when those four are there, you are equipped to be a great blessing to your local body and to your community um, and again that 's all this, this is all intertwined you know they overlap like at every turn because I think that. A lot of times you need your local body to have a vibrant marriage and you need the support and accountability of others. Similarly with raising your children, having the local support to raise your children is a a big deal. Um, But to prioritize, I think that Katie and I have both seen this and I think both of our parents were pressured numerous times in our childhood to become more involved in a local ministry when they were asking my parents to sacrifice their children or they're asking their par- our parents to sacrifice their marriage to be more involved in a ministry, which the best things that I just truly believe the best thing you can do for the local body is have those things intact and then go out and serve and then go out and bless others and then be a part of the community and uh, and really give of your time and your resources. So that's the reason that we have that number five. It's because we don't, it's not, it's not because we don't think it's important, but I do think it becomes almost uh, you can become a burden, I think you do become a burden to your local community when mm-hmm. the other things are not in place, and so that 's how we 've played that out in our short <laughs> marriage here thus far uh, but like like we said, this is our giant five uh, i 'd really encourage you guys to consider what your giant five are um just you know how what are the top five priorities in your life, and then how can you use those in a practical way to to make decisions for your short term and your long term life? Um, I know that Katie and I just love talking about this. It seems like every time we're trying to find clarity on, on whether it's child training or, or money or our our marriage, we come back to the giant five and we use it as a filter to move forward. Uh, so I hope that this was maybe enjoyable for you guys and hopefully it can be helpful to you as well as you, as you go on with your life.
1: Yes. It's been really, really helpful for us. And so, Thank you, daddy. Yes. (laughs) The giant five guy.
0: Yes. You should follow Katie's dad on Instagram. He's the giant five guy. Or, and he's also, uh, he's pursuing, he's pursuing his giant five right now too. He's the big ski family on Instagram. He's really active. That's where they're
1: active right now.
0: Yep. It's the big ski family on YouTube or on Instagram. Um, but he's just got great insight and, uh, he's just been a huge encouragement to us. All right. Well, we're going to call it a night. We're going to go ahead to bed, get Leon back to bed, get ourselves to bed, and uh, and so that we can have an awesome day tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for listening. And, and like I asked at the beginning of the show, please give this podcast a review. Uh, just give it, you can just, you don't even have to give it a review. You don't have to type anything out. Just rate it. Hit that five star button, and that would mean a lot to Katie and I. Uh, we really appreciate all of you listening, and, and we hope to uh, talk soon. Bye bye.